0: Hello everybody and welcome to the Creative Insider Podcast number 71 with me, Georgi Lestarski. Uh, in this podcast episode, we have another amazing guest, and that's uh, James Martin. He is a graphic designer, a brand identity expert coming from the UK. He is the man behind the Instagram profile at James, which has hundreds of thousands of followers and uh, It's full of super um, helpful content for creatives and for people who want to try to design logos or graphic design or brand design. Uh, In this podcast episode, we have discussed how he has started his agency, which um, he has co-founded with a mate of him. And it's called Baby Giant, which is an oxymoron. And it's a very funny name, really cool logo too. And we talk about how he came up with this name and uh, about his book that he's about to release about future classes he's about to release and working on so yeah was a really interesting conversation uh, he explained also some of his strategies to a network in the beginning of uh, the agency how to get business how he used instagram to get business and so on and so on and so on so i suggest you to listen to the full conversation to get to know everything about james but before we start, I want to remind you that um, if you like what we do, if you like the podcast, if you have heard at least two or three episodes and you think it's something useful for you and inspiring or just keep your company while being around or working out or whatever you like to do while listening to the podcast, you can support the podcast for free by just mentioning it to other friends, uh, subscribing to our platforms wherever you're listening. And following us on our social media channels, which are at TCI Podcast on Instagram and the LinkedIn page, The Creative Insider. If you really, really can and you want to help us keep going because um, it's, it's kind of a work, you know. If we have to put some effort to find a guest, to record, to edit. And uh, if you want to keep us going and make better product, get better gear, get better yeah, tools you can do that by supporting us on Patreon. So to, under under the podcast, you'll find a link to Patreon where you can spend five bucks a month and you will be able to know the guests in advance. So if people like James are coming, you'll know in advance and you can submit some questions which will kind of integrate into in the interview. So these are the options to support us. Uh, also, remember to subscribe to our newsletter on the CreativeInsider.com so that we can stayed in touch if something happens with our social media channels and that's it enough with the talking enjoy the conversation with james from made by james and baby giant the whole world stops
1: just like that
0: hello james how
1: are you yeah very well my friend how are you thanks for having me on
0: thank you very much for accepting the invitation on the podcast Um, it's a it's a big pleasure Uh, i've been following your work for uh, quite a while now and uh i don't know one day i was just thinking okay let's just try to text him i don't know uh, maybe you get too many messages and stuff like that, and then you answered, and that's why I'm very, very thankful that, that you accepted my invitation for for this little chat. No, no,
1: not at all. Like like I was saying, I mean, I'm always happy to chat design with anybody. Um, always try and get back to everybody as well. Or even though it sometimes takes me days to get back to people, but you know, I'm always I'm always up for chat.
0: No, you, you were quite fast with me and I was super positively surprised. Uh, but for the people who might not know you yet, can you tell a little bit uh, about yourself and what you do? Sure. Uh, well, the short version,
1: I'll give you the short version because no doubt we'll go into it more. Um, yeah, My name is James Martin. Um, uh, many of you or many of you may not know me as um, Made by James on... Instagram, social media, YouTube and all the rest of it. Um, basically I'm a brand identity designer who runs a design agency called baby giant design co. And, um, yeah, basically I do logos all day, every day, but you know, as well as that client work, I always, I also share knowledge, um, insight thoughts based around, logo design brand identity to try and help the young designers grow and not make the same mistakes I did um, so um, yeah that's basically elevator pitch me I would say
0: um yeah I was like um I I started this 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 podcast a year and a half ago now and before i started i was doing you know you can find online a lot of uh, step-by-step uh, tutorials how to start your podcast come up with a yeah. name come up with an image uh, come up uh, with the graphics the colors and so on and then i was um, thinking about okay i need to make some sort of a logo i need to make some sort of you know this to give this identity and I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm quite lucky because my, my girlfriend, she's helping me with this and she's a brand strategist. Um, and I'm an architect, so I'm pretty handy with design. And yeah. then I started having some ideas about the logo, but I, I, I'm gonna say I suck a lot with logos. And when I go- <laughs> That's right, it, I suck a lot um, at architecture, so it's all good. <laughs> and, and then when I go to your page and see the logos, I'm like, damn, how did he come up with these ideas? And um, yeah. it's like your 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 page, your Instagram page, it's a full like uh, page of inspiration for logos and you do these really cool carousels. Do you do them actually by hand or they just look like they're made by hand?
1: I used to do them all by hand up until about maybe three months ago. Um, And then I was getting, I mean, they were taking me ages. And as soon as I made a mistake, I'd have to either leave it or start again. And I still make mistakes now. But now I've got my friends teamed up with my mate, Sam, who's from Set Cell Studios. And he uh, creates fonts and really cool fonts. Um, And he basically i had a little chat with him. And I said, look, I can't be doing this. You know, can we do something? So basically I writ out. I wrote out to all of my handwriting, all of my chunky letters, like three or four versions of each, and then we made it into a font. So now my posts like that take me, they've gone from taking like three hours to like 20 minutes. So, and that's good. Because time's quite important. So they kind of, they are, they used to be all hand done. But because of that, I now make a font. So it's all good. Makes It saves a lot of time
0: it's still kind of like curious because it's like your your handwriting turned into digital form. So
1: that's it. Yeah, As I say, it's purely um, it was purely like um to be fair, like a so a total selfish thing to try and save time. But I've also made some money out of selling it, so it's
0: it's all it's kind of worked out pretty well. No, it's not selfish. I think that it's uh, very important that you keep uh, doing the carousels because they have really really helpful content and um, they're very helpful for people like me or people that want to become professionals and and graphic designers and creative in general and um, this is what like i try to do with my podcast is to you know help people to find their own way towards becoming a professional creative because i don't come from a creative family i don't have a background in architecture and for me it was really hard when when starting to to figure out my own way so what i like to do is to start with every guest to 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 tell them okay what was the moment in your life when you told okay i want to try to be professional with my craft with my creativity i want to improve myself into this direction was there a, a certain moment in your life or was it because of your family how did it happen
1: yeah, I mean, my mum, dad and brother don't have a creative bone in their body. Um, so I think, I mean, I mean, I was always very creative at school. I was always like, I was like sporty and arty rather
0: than, um, what I would call intelligent, you know, I'm not, <laughs> not very, good at, not very I, good at maths. I don't think, you know? I, think very I think you need to be intelligent to do what you do, but go ahead. Yeah,
1: I know, maybe academic, maybe that's the better word I should have used. Um, but yeah, so I was rubbish at, you know, sciences, maths, but I could draw. So that was something I always enjoyed. But, you know, growing up, you know, I'm almost, well, I'm 30, what am I? I'm 38 this year, um, so growing up as a 10, 11, 12 year old boy, um, you know, creativity wasn't really, you know, a, you know, a viable career choice. You know, you kind of did that as a hobby and then did something else. So, yeah, I kind of went through school, did all that, and um, did some teaching, did some illustration stuff, did a tattoo apprenticeship, you know, and kind of. It was always kind of creative base, but graphic design was never really my thing. But, you know, I went to college to do like an art foundation after trying to figure out figure out my life when I was about 20, 19, 20. Um, And suddenly this thing called graphic design kind of popped up. I didn't even have a clue what it was. Um, but, you know, my kind of teacher, tutor, mentor, whatever you want to call them, said, you know, maybe you should try graphic design um, and I was like you know why not <laughs> why, why not try it and that was yeah that would have been god crikey um, yeah 20, 20 years ago 17 18 years ago so yeah and from there kind of I didn't really like it, it wasn't didn't not like it but just it was just I was doing it so I Continued to do it through college and then kind of thought well I still want to bum around so I might as well kind of go on to like a higher course so I went on and did like a, a diploma in it and then I did a degree in it but I didn't really it was kind of more communication design rather than graphic design so it was a lot of like different elements of like marketing advertising and lots of block work type um kind of like the arty side of it you know and then during that kind of time, I thought, you know, why not, you know, try and get a job? So I kind of walked around with my little A3 portfolio and walked into design agencies. I was like, can I have a job? And they were like, no. Um, and then randomly one, I was, I think I was working at a cafe at the time. And one of the guys came in, his friend had just started a design agency you know, and I was always talking to him about wanting to get into design. And then lo and behold, I went over there, I took my drawings, my portfolio, which was rubbish, um, and they gave me a go. Um, So, yeah, that was kind of my kind of progress from having no clue what I wanted to do as a creative and then finding graphic design. And then, yeah, from there, it's kind of grown into a passion. But, you know, that didn't, that, that wasn't, always the case it's something i kind of fell into then fell in love with
0: rather than i loved it then did it kind of thing I'm, I'm curious it was very interesting you said you didn't like it in the beginning what what didn't you like about it because nowadays when people go and see your work it it looks really like your life and your passion and yeah. what, what was in the beginning what you didn't like about it
1: i think i mean i was you know you got to remember that i was a Creative, I was uh, what I would consider an artist, free, you know, expression, you know, whereas, you know, there were certain rules that had to be kind of followed not with reference to layout and structure. Um, you know, and you've got to remember, like, you know, I've spent the last 15 years being a designer, but only really found my true love, which is brand identity and logo design, over the last five. You know, so for 10 years, there was a lot of experimenting. You know, I did web animation, you know, Photoshop work, photography, you know, basically anything and everything, um, like using old things like Flash and Dreamweaver to make websites and all that kind of rubbish. Um, so I think maybe it was just, you know, I think like you do with like when you start any kind of agency or with any job you're kind of doing a little bit of everything um because you're just doing what you're told it's only when you start to grow um and obviously with patience and perseverance and practice you start to kind of find your kind of vibe and then it kind of just escalates from there so I think it was possibly more the fact that you know, again, I was still very young when I started that agency. I was like maybe like 23, 24. So I was kind of like, I don't really know what I want to do, but I'm going to try this because I've been doing this. So get in there. The work might have not been super interesting. Um, to, and to be fair, it wasn't that interesting. Um, so I think it's just a combination of many, many things. Um, but, yeah, so over time, yeah the passion grew you know the love for the industry grew but yeah it wasn't wasn't
0: always the case but you know this is why i got a stick at stuff and um what were the what what was the the first gig you got after after school what was your first job
1: Crikey. So, yeah, basically, the first job I I went to after college. Yeah. So, basically, that was just a design agency job. Um, So, yeah, it was just a small team working on like mobile applications. Um, We did work on some cool gaming stuff for like people like Coca Cola and, um, yeah, some other companies like Green King. I don't know if you know them, but they're a brewery over here. So we did some quite cool messaging stuff for them. But um, yeah, so I mean, the the job was quite good, I think, but it was just like, it wasn't really a graphic design. It was a graphic design agency job, but the stuff we weren't doing was like cool. It wasn't, I wasn't allowed because I was like the young skivvy. I wasn't doing all the cool branding. I was doing all the photoshopping images and, trying to animate
0: in flash um all stuff i hate (laughs) now (laughs) and and i'm curious like what what are like the skills that you learn through um through your college because for example i come also with a background from um i was quite lucky because in in it i grew up in italy in rome and there we have um sort of a high school of arts Uh, which is um, after you finish middle school we have like when you're 13, 14 you go to the school where you can the first two years experiment with painting, sculpture, uh, a little bit of uh, more technical drawing and then after the third year you can decide if you go into interiors and architecture or keep going with, uh, with, uh, with, uh, with really like painting or sculpture and uh i was quite lucky when i went to the university because i had already went through this moment where you're free and drawing and you have to bring in some structure through you know mm-hmm. like like all the design skills that you bring in yeah. so I, I, as somebody that studied uh, graphic design and art and and things like that uh what were the 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 skills that you really now when you look back to that time because i think also you get more um aware of what you have learned after years that you have we get wiser
1: as we get older yeah (laughs) Yeah. Um, so
0: what is for you i mean
1: yeah i mean education i mean i mean especially i mean there's i mean there's always a conversation about education you know are you educated in design or are you not you know I think we're all kind of self-taught to, in some respect because to get any better at something you got to put in the effort you know it's so like I didn't learn a huge amount of college but you know the things I did learn were like being able to hit timelines you know there was a deadline for projects so projects had to be completed and done by a certain times so that work that kind of transferred really well into the real world where you have project deadlines it's not kind of like oh I can just take as long as I want over this and it's done when it's done you know there's a structure that has to be met and I think the education side of that um, helped me in my kind of real world life um, the camaraderie and working in a team you know and obviously you know a lot of young designers now are kind of finishing school going straight into freelance but they don't like talking to people and that's a really big part of having your own business is being able to talk to clients and i think you know um you know obviously and also like the kind of constructive criticism and guidance i think is was like a really good thing and i think that's something a lot of people struggle with now is that like they you know, if they get constructive criticism, they get very angry because they don't like people criticizing their work. I mean, we're art, we're artists. I mean, nobody likes us criticizing our work. But I think in that setup, you see it as a positive. You know, oh, I'm learning rather than this guy's just slamming my work. So, yeah, I think there's a lot of positives. Um, but, you know, there's obviously negatives. You know, it does cost money. Um, you know, I mean, I mean, I grew up, you know, and there weren't great courses online, you know, I didn't even have a mobile phone, do you know what I mean? It was kind of like, you know, the accessibility to information now is so different to what it was 20 years ago for me. Um, and I don't know how old you are, but, you know, it, it's, it was a kind of a different world. You know, I went to the library as a kid to find out shit. You know, I didn't go onto my phone to ask Google, um, not because they weren't around, just because we didn't afford it. Um, so, you know, I think it's, you know, and Google 20 years ago is very different from Google, Google today. So, yeah, I think it's, yeah. I mean, there are so many... Yeah, I think we're just in a different world now. And like, if somebody was going to ask me, do you, you know, would you go to design school? I think I'd still say yes, because I think you do learn structure, communication skills and other stuff that you don't learn being by yourself so you know it's, it's it's one of those funny conversations isn't it um, and one that crops up a lot
0: <laughs> yeah it's it's um i understand what you say well i'm a little younger than you are i'm now 29 but um i i was born in bulgaria and i grew up until i was eight in bulgaria so i always say that somebody born in the 90s in bulgaria is like Somebody somewhere else born in the 80s because we were quite yeah. be, quite <laughs> behind due to due to yeah. the community. so we're
1: kind of the same age. then. Yeah, yeah. In then I, I terms, can yeah.
0: I, I can relate like uh, totally. Um, mm. No, I totally understand that. And and from what you under, from what you said, it's like your your career uh, has been quite experimental, and then you have uh, um, yeah tried around a lot of things um and i guess that that would get very very um bright broad if if we start going through everything in details but i'm i'm wondering because you mentioned also that now younger people start directly into freelancing Uh, at what point of your career you decided you're gonna start your own agency your own business and how did you come up with this idea? How was what was the process? How did it go yeah. through that?
1: Yeah, well, basically it was. Um, so yeah, I worked at the agency for. So the agency when I left school, uh, yeah, university. Sorry, I went um, got a job in my last year of university, and then I worked at that design agency, media house, whatever you want to call it, for close to five years, um, and then basically they were they were shutting down, you know, I was looking for jobs, I was doing all sorts, trying to figure out what I wanted to do and it kind of got to that, you know, I would have been 27 at that stage um, and it was kind of that, that the things, the cogs were going in my head, you know, I, I always wanted to have my own business, so it was just you know, when's a good time, you know, and it was almost like fate kind of said, you know, it's either now or never, you know, because I was going for design agency jobs and, you know, if I'd got one of those, I would have been there for another five years and I would have been mid-30s, you know, and then it would have been like family, life, you know, more commitment, more bills to pay, you know, and all the rest of it. So I kind of thought, you know what, if we don't, if I don't do it now, never going to do it and i chatted with one of my mates ady so um he's actually my business partner in baby giant he does all the web-based stuff and i do all the creative brand identity based stuff so we work quite well as a kind of duo um and we i just chatted to him and just said look should we start something together you know give it a couple of years if it doesn't work out you know we could always go and get another job. You know that was the beauty of it. There was a you know we could always go and get another job. I think if you're in you if you're in a job, you're kind of always wondering whether you should go alone and freelance. So you kind of we did it the other way around. so, um, and yeah, it kind of was tough, really tough, you know, made made just enough money to eat for the first kind of couple of years um and get by. You know we didn't have a lot of overheads which was lucky because we we're obviously working from home and remotely which you know the wonders of the internet allow that um and then you could obviously go and hire meeting rooms to go and have meetings with people so yeah and then year three year four it started to get a bit better by year five we were pretty comfortable and now we're yeah year 11 uh and yeah doing fantastic but it hasn't It wasn't always easy, Um, and it's still not easy today, do you know what I mean? Kind of keeping everybody happy, you know, kind of managing workloads. You know, I've obviously now started personal brand exploration over the last five years with Made by James into more kind of a niche logo-based scenario, so I'm kind of juggling that, (laughs) juggling baby giant, juggling this, but... You know, I think you've always got to be juggling a little bit. <laughs> so, but yeah, that was kind of my, my journey into having my own agency. It was purely out of necessity at the time. And also, if not now, when? And um, just perseverance and patience.
0: Um, what What were the initial steps when you started a business? Because, of course, um, you're also somebody that has um, a little bit of experience in brand identity um yeah and design and um what was your really a step if you want to say the step by step so I, yeah, from what i understood you start with your with your partner at the at the um, at the agency or i don't know if mm-hmm. i should call it agency or studio uh um, yeah and what what was like the initial really like you did you need to buy computers did you need to what was the setup what, what what was also the you know all the stuff that are not really design related because when you when you work for somebody at a, at a company you don't take mm-hmm. care of all the side things like paperwork accounts yeah, yeah. accounting <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. taxes and so on yeah. like open which kind of company should you be opening uh, and stuff mm-hmm. like that so What were your difficulties? What were maybe the mistakes? Yeah, I mean,
1: mean, starting up anything is is always tough. I mean, obviously, as designers, we had our own computers, which obviously helped at the time. Um, We managed to get a little bit of kit off the people that we used to work for. So that kind of helped us, you know, start. You know, we got it at a good price. So, um, yeah, and then it was... You know, basically, we had no work. So that was kind of like a weird thing, you know, no clients. I was obviously trying to find clients, obviously setting up the company, figuring out a name, you know, and then creating websites, creating. You know, I remember at this stage, I was only five years into my career and hadn't done a huge amount, you know, of brand identity or, you know, I, didn't, I mean, five years is some good knowledge, but, you know, it's not all the knowledge you need and I, I'm still learning today, like 15, 16 years in. So um, yeah, so basically it was setting up company and making sure that was all correct. You know, in the initial stages, we weren't VAT registered because you had to, obviously you turn over a certain amount of money to then become VAT registered. Um, but yeah, kind of going through company's house, making sure we could own the name you know, getting things trademarked like our logo. Um you know, the beauty of it is the logo we did ten years ago is still the logo we've got today. The little baby giant. You know, that thing's that thing will outlive me, which is <laughs> which is good. Um, so, and I think that's kind of where I first started to get a real passion for the design process because I was actually now designing something for me or for us, I should say. Um, you know, we could create a website that was ours that had our own language the way we wanted to talk to people you know our own way of visually communicating with people and that's when it started to get quite exciting it was like you know rather than you know we can actually put ourselves across as whoever we want to be and that was something that I hadn't been able to do before it's like when you do your own personal brand or uh, your own company you, you can kind of be whoever you want to be, you know, rather than just doing something with some guidelines or working to a template or working with certain colors, you know, suddenly it was kind of, you know, wow, we can be whatever we want to be. So yeah, in the initial stages, it was website, set up company, get logo. And then we created like some little cards that we could go. We went to network meetings to try and, get out there and see people um yeah just a lot of talking <laughs> and a lot of kind of you know working on our personal stuff but I mean that was, that was one thing I would say is like even though we didn't have any work we still did a working day so we'd still start at nine and finish at five you know um and that would be working on our own stuff, coming out of ideas. How can we make money? How can we do this? What do we need to do? How should we do it? Where do we need to be? Where do we need to be seen? Blah, 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 blah. Um, and what that did is set us up really well because as work started to come in, we were already working four days. So it was quite natural to kind of continue that off our own stuff and onto client work. So, um, yeah, that's one thing I would always say to somebody is don't just sit there you know, twiddle your thumbs, you know, if you've got time, because soon, you know, I wish I had that time back now, I have no time to do anything for myself anymore. So um, yeah, I wish I could have some of those hours back. But you know, it's, um, it's all learning, just constantly learning and evolving, really.
0: Um, Yeah, you you said a lot. And um, what I'm wondering now is like, when you took the, the so I have quite a few questions, but let's make a little bit step by step. Uh, why? Why the name Baby Giant? It, I, when I saw your email, when you gave me your email, because the email is on, under the company name, I was like, yeah. "That's a quite funny name and and fits to the guy." So, how did you? Yeah. How did you come up with the idea?
1: Um, I typed in oxymoron into um, into Google, and a list came up, and I chose it. It took me about five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love oxymoron. So, but yeah, big small baby giant you know um hot cold that is an oxymoron for anybody who doesn't know so yeah i just kind of went through this list and then i quite liked the way that we were a baby and we wanted to be a giant you know and that kind of cool journey and i could see it, it could be quite a cool logo you know a small looking giant um and yeah literally we took Five minutes over that name I just typed
0: in oxymoron to Google and we went from there that that sounds like uh, I don't know if you know the story of the rapper post Malone I think he he went into a rapper name generator and come up with post Malone and now he's a uh, <laughs> super yeah. super famous uh, famous rapper yeah, and uh, that and, as well and the other thing I'm curious is like you you mentioned like that you're uh, thought process behind um, the starting the company was to uh yeah not wait too much because later in life you know your your situation changes and uh you you might have relationship family and things like that so at the moment you started what was your private relationship status and 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 did you before you took the leap leaving your job your security did you have saved some money so to say okay now i have i don't know money for yeah five six months or did you go back to your parents how was how was that initial moment
1: Yeah, so I wasn't married at the time. Um, I did have, um, I did, I was with the lady I am now married to. But at that stage, we weren't married. um, And we kind of, you know, we lived in different places. um, And yeah, money wise, I had some money set up um or saved i should say um and i think that's that's an important thing you know like i said like our overheads weren't a huge amount you know we kind of went and stayed in her dad's place and lived with their with them for a little bit um and kind of it was just basically working living in a bedroom you know getting stuff done um and yeah i obviously had some savings from the job and, you know, some stuff that I had saved up from past. Um, but, yeah, and like I said, we did have some money coming in, but it wasn't, you know, I'm not talking, you know, we are maybe talking 20,000 a year, but that was between like two people you know, so it's kind of 10,000, but then you've also got to shrink that down a little bit to kind of, that's turnover, that's not what we actually made. So, you know, I think, you know, we kind of had enough to get by, you know. Where where, you know, where are get, you
0: based? In, I mean, I can hear you in the UK, but where exactly in yeah. which city are you based?
1: So, I'm not in a city, I'm in a village, you know, I'm in, um, so basically, I'm about two hours south of London, um, which is kind of like just just below Winchester, Southampton area, uh, up from Southampton, below Winchester, in the kind of middle there. So um, basically,
0: basically being able to work also from from like as you said online from yeah. from your hometown, it was easier, let's say, to um, I mean, with by making less money it was easier because you weren't like in a city like London or something, which is, uh, yeah. It which makes, is
1: higher it, prices. Yeah. But I mean, all, all I, had, all I had to do was, you know, we didn't pay for Adobe software back then. Nobody did. It was just all pirated, you know, <laughs> it was, you know, you know, nothing was paid for. So like, you know, we had, we just had our own, you know, we just set up like Gmail account. No, I don't think they were Gmail. I think there was, out some basically there was some old one, AOL or whatever it was, BT Connect, you know, so it was kind of free email, um, you know, internet, you know, was, you know, pretty minimal, you know. Um and that's all we needed. I could work in the garden. As long as I had internet, I could work anywhere. And I think that's the kind of beauty of that remote. If you if you if internet is a part of your business and a part of your communication, you know, it it really helps. Um, But, you know, we had, you know, we went and saw a lot of local businesses. And once you start getting in with one local business, you know, you then get another local business and everybody talks to each other. You know, I go down to my local village now uh, where we live, you know, and within, you know, 20 odd different businesses, I can see four of my logos, you know, and that's done ages ago. Do you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, it's quite, you know, I mean, I think that's the power, the power of communication and putting yourself out there is actually, you know, as I said, you can't sit and just wait for stuff, you know, go and knock on doors and say, do you want me to do something for you? You know, and that's the kind of thing we did, you know, go to networking meetings and, you know, they're all boring as hell, but you make connections.
0: Um In order, like to 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 defend Adobe, they made it a little bit easier nowadays to start legally because <laughs> they changed their business model. You don't have to spend like thousands of you yeah. of of. of uh, oh yeah, I
1: mean when when I, when I was starting, it was, you know, if you didn't, I mean, it was thousands, thousands yeah, yeah. Of pounds. Because wow. you, you actually
0: bought the software and you own the software. Now you just kind of rent it. It's like the Netflix. The Netflix thing yeah. that you pay a month and then you're... you're...
1: Yeah, I mean, it's impossible to do that now. But like I said, I'm talking like 15, you know, 10 years ago. Um, yeah, yeah, 10, 12 years ago, you know, it was um, just impossible to buy it. You know, just couldn't do it. So, yeah, you just, you just find a way, wouldn't you? Illegal, even though it is. Yeah,
0: Yeah, and I mean, like, when you're an entrepreneur and you want to start something, sometimes you need to play... A little bit borderline, you know. If you're, uh, you, oh yeah, you have yeah. to. and
1: uh, don't and don't worry. Adobe gets a hell of a lot of money from me these days, so um, <laughs> they're doing all right.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and um, you mentioned how important and crucial it is to be networking, and this mm. is something that I'm really curious about because, for example, um, you said you started with no work, and and that's kind of normal. Uh, from my industry, it's even harder because you know if you want to hire somebody to build you the brand identity and they um so to say fuck it up they don't it they didn't do a good job of course you can mm. still a little bit repair more especially if you're a smaller business um, yeah. but if you build a house you know nobody trusts you before you have built a, a first house and then, yeah. uh, and then you never build a first house because nobody trusts you for the first time.
1: Uh, yeah, well, there's also probably a slight difference in price between what I do and a house.
0: <laughs> yes, yes, most probably. Yeah. But I'm also curious, what was your networking process and strategy? And what were the first jobs that you got? um uh, you went to, I mean, of course, you said local businesses, but uh, yeah, yeah. What, what, how did you network in the beginning? I'm curious how you start because once the, the first two, three, four, ten, twenty 10, 20 clients are the hardest, then now, yeah,
1: very much so. I mean, I mean, as my good friend Mike Janda would say, um, you know, your first job will be through somebody you know, you know but the only way you're going to get that job is if you tell people what you do. Um, so just tell everybody, I am, from for, for my point of view, I now have a design agency. I do this. I do that. We do web. We do branding. We do flyers. We do this. We do that. Um, and what that does is it puts you in people's minds. So when, for example, they're with another friend, they're, whether they're business owner or working in their job and somebody's going, oh, we really need somebody to do our website or we really need to update our website or we really need to update our logo. You know, Your mate or your family member, whoever it is, will go, well, I know somebody who does that. And that's how conversations start, you know, as well as going in and asking business owners whether they want something. I mean, friends, family who have businesses, approaching them and saying, look, this is what I'm doing. Can I... I mean, I did a lot of free work for people just to be doing work that was out in the world. Um, So, yeah, and that's kind of, you know, over time, what happens then once you get 10, you know, those 10 bits of work are out in the world and that becomes advertising for your work. And, you know, if you do a good job and people like working with you, they'll tell other people, you know, when they're in conversations. And that escalates to a you know, to a stage right now, you know, for example, on Instagram, you know, 210,000 people, you know, I'm constantly sharing work, I'm constantly showing my process, um, you know, and even like today, I did a post about, um, oh, I can't remember what it was, it was only a few hours ago, uh, but it was basically based about like how my logo packages work, for example, and I have had since, you know, the, over the last five hours probably close to seven or eight people ask me about how can we work together so being open and communicating about how you work what you do is such an integral part to being you know seen you know you've got to be seen and heard to be worked with you know you as I say you can't just hide and wait for stuff to happen you got to put it out there um and that's why sharing your work is so important these days, because your work is what's going to sell sell you and get you money. So, yeah, just get out there. You know, I know it's tough for a lot of people. You know, some people are very shy, but, you know, you, you have to, if you want to make it, you have to put yourself out there um, and get over that difficultness. Difficult? Well, the difficulty of it. Difficultness isn't a word. Um, you know, and just kind of push through, you know. It gets easier
0: yeah and um uh that was my my next question was exactly that like because you you started with the networking and how you started networking and now nowadays uh we have we are more and more into social media and um you are really huge on social media uh so i wanted to ask you uh how did you start with social media and uh uh what is the the role they play for you because uh yeah like i always ask this uh, was there a moment where you got viral and you started being so popular or um did you no. was it was <laughs> it like just by by being consistent uh yeah, yeah how do you deal with this uh, new tool of marketing and well
1: i mean i think i think that's such an important thing like the word you just said there is new tool um you know we have to keep evolving with technology um with the way the people are using technology the way people are looking for work you know when I was growing up, you used to go into like the yellow pages to go and find people, you know. Nowadays, you go and find people on Instagram, you know, and they don't have to be local. You know, I'm working with people in Australia and New Zealand, Africa, um, United States, all over Europe. You know, you know, you're you're so. Your audience is so much bigger now you know thanks to things like social media um especially when it comes to my my job it's you know architect wise you know you might be able to do it from across the different world but you know um you know especially for my job you know it's all done by zoom calls and you know online chats and email and all the rest of it but yeah i mean social i mean so, i mean when luck i mean yeah so when i first started you know I don't even remember when Instagram started or Facebook, but I'm pretty sure it wasn't around when Baby Giant, it might have been around. I don't know how long it's been around, decade maybe, 12 years? I'm not too sure. But you know, I wasn't really on it. Um, um, and then I think about, I think it was about seven seven or eight years ago, I read a book by Austin Kleon called Show Your Work. Um, and I was really trying to, you know, I wanted Baby Giant to be something. I wanted to kind of make more money. I wanted to, you know, figure out ways of doing that. So I start to share work, you know, on personal profile a little bit, you know, and on Baby Giants account. And then suddenly, you know, you get a little bit more traction, a little bit more engagement. Um, but, You know, I've posted, I don't even know how many posts I've done now, like over 2000 over the last Five, five years or so. Um, Yes, I'm posting like three or four times a week. But it's just, uh, you know, the stuff I post, you know, obviously gets me followers, but it gets me loads of clients. It's a great way of communicating how I work, my ideas, how my brain works. They can visually see all of this. Um, and what that does, that creates trust. And I'm always putting my face in front of my work and being very open about my process and how it works and all the rest of it. And, you know, it's it's, it's a great tool. I mean, I'm probably 40% of my clients today, you know, is probably social media. 40%, the you other know, 40% word of mouth. And then 20% probably, you know, Google, you know, website you know, and bits and pieces like that. So it is a, it's a big chunk, but you know, social media is a big chunk of search, big, a big chunk of people's advertising um, and where they find people now. So um, yeah, so I think that answered the question, I think. <laughs>
0: yeah, definitely you did. Uh, what, uh, yeah. do you remember something about this book show, your work from Austin on that um, got stuck in your mind?
1: Yeah, it was basically just, I mean, just the title, you know, know, show your work, you know, that was something that I didn't do, you know, it was all pictures of my dog, pictures of me drinking around a fire, you know, it was all kind of more home life. And then I kind of decided to, uh, you know, hang on, why don't I use this account to share my process and share my work? And there was a lot of I started to share my drawings. I started to share some little doodles of typography I would do. And I would share the odd logo that I did for a mate. And, you know, the compound theory of consistently doing that for the last seven years is taking me from, you know, you've got to remember that everybody starts with zero followers, everybody. Um, you know, but I've consistently been showing up, sharing my stuff for the last six, Seven years, and then it was made by James. You know, probably over the last five. You know, because it was a different account before that. um And yeah, the compound theory of that consistency, and obviously, you know, the sharing that I do now with reference to like the value proposition of what the stuff I'm giving. I mean, I give away stuff that people charge for. Do you know what I mean? And that's just the way I want to. I want to help people. You know. You know, and when I have my book out and my logo, course, hopefully they'll buy it. But, you know, if they don't, at least I'm giving back to the community that today is giving me so much. So, you know, it's a very valuable tool with kind of used in, in the right way. Um, so, yeah, it's yeah. I mean, it's just showing the work, it, just that just showing work has got me to where I am today. So I owe Austin a beer, I think.
0: Yeah, for sure um it's uh it's it's great and i'm i think yeah it's like this is how also you 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 caught me with your content because i think what you you know i told you i started following quite a few graphic designers uh, brand designers so that i get inspiration that I see what they do mm-hmm. uh a lot of people share cor- color palettes and stuff like that yeah. and, and it is crazy how much you can learn through just reading some simple stuff you know really you minimize the, the possibility of doing something wrong since the beginning because, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, and um, what I really liked about your account is that, um, all the other graphic designers or brand designers that are quite popular and out there, um, they show content with their like style, and, and you have this really handmade, doodly uh, positioning, yeah. which is like, um. Uh, you combine uh, again um, a, an oxymoron because you use social media which is so digital and there is yeah. often a pencil in in your yeah uh, but it's
1: um, i am i'm super analog when it comes to process you know but that's that comes from being you know an illustrator and an artist not a good not any a good illustrator or a good artist but always drawing as a kid um and you know, I, I love, you know, I'd much prefer to spend, you know, ten hours in a sketchbook than ten hours on a computer. Um and I think the interesting thing about design is how you come to the end result. You know, it's not it's not the end result, it's what's the journey that got you from nothing to something. I think that bit in the middle is the really interesting bit in the the mindset and the theory behind decision making. Um, I think that's the interesting thing, and I, I think other people find that interesting as well. Because a lot of people don't generally share that. They just share a final logo, and that's it.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, um, I agree with that, and that I like also that you really show this process, which is um, with your pencil which is probably the quickest tool between your brain and and the idea oh yeah and is it still the the company uh, baby giant still a, a two a two-man show so to say or do you have now more people on board <laughs> that also work for you and cover yeah. some of the workload
1: yeah so Basically there's still me and AD. we're still here I still do every single logo that you see I get zero help with that that is all 100% me but I do have um a young designer on here at Baby Giant now who helps with like creating the brand docs and business cards once logos done and all the rest of it um you know and kind of helps with like the Baby Giant social media I deal with all the made by James stuff and he helps with other bits and pieces are uploading to pinterest and and, bands instagram and i said it helps with brand docs talks to clients you know kind of lightens the load with some stuff um and then we've got an animator who helps kind of take you know we used to do it all ourselves but you said once you do it when we get 100 new clients a year you can't be doing (laughs) absolutely everything yourself so yeah kind of got an animator on um we've got got an accountant obviously um we have a lady who does our accounts um so basically whatever the stuff that we don't want to do we now find people to do it you know i'm going funny enough tomorrow i'm spending the day with my new pa who's going to basically like you know i've got like baby giant i've got made by james i've got a book launching i've got you know logo courses coming out and you know calls scheduled you know work to be done so i'm kind of in this kind of weird space now i just need a human to to tell me where i need to be and when i need to do it so she's starting as of tomorrow which is going to be a massive help because that will lighten my load when it comes to communicating with clients you know especially from you know because I usually have like an eight to ten week waiting list and I you know she'll kind of facilitate and help guide that relationship from you know from before we start the work basically which I do all myself at the moment all of my emails absolutely everything so um yeah just kind of trying to streamline everything so yeah we've kind of gone from a two man team um to maybe like Four or five, but they're kind of all part time, you know, on per project, uh, yeah, per projecty kind of basis, kind of thing. And we got. And do yeah, you have an big... office?
0: Do you do? you still work all separate? Like, uh, a...
1: yeah. So we, yeah, we both work remote, you know. So especially we with the whole COVID thing that happens, you know, we used to. Yeah, this was both of our offices. This is a converted garage at my house, um, which I've turned into the baby giant office. Um, but, you know, with COVID, you know, we found it really easy to work, you know, remotely. Uh, he doesn't have to travel, you know. Uh, I don't have to put pants on, you know. So it's, you know, it's all, all a win-win.
0: <laughs> it's so nice to know that now only the uh, the top part of you is
1: covered. <laughs> yeah, we so I mean, have only got clothes here, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, um, but like what i also now i'm really curious maybe which is the nicest part to talk about it's like your process nowadays because um i've been talking on this podcast with many people that are um, and creatives and entrepreneurs um, in different fields we had uh, anything you can imagine uh, architects the graphic designers uh, motion graphic designers computer graphic artists and uh, my question is: Now that your company has grown and that you have more stability, so to say, um, do you still have the time to really um, be creative all the time? And how does your workday look like? How many how many hours do you need to work nowadays? Is it still super crazy and you do crazy yeah, hours?
1: I mean, yeah, I mean, I I mean, obviously, I have office hours, but I don't you know I I work from when I wake up to when I go to bed whether that's you know I have clients all over the all over the planet you know when I'm finishing they're just getting up so there's always somebody to talk to hence why you know the PA is going to be a big help in kind of allowing me to rest a little bit um so you know I mean it's you know I have a very set routine you know I'll wake up the same time every day you know I'll go to work at the same time every day I'll generally leave the office the same time every day but now I'm doing coaching and other things I tend to you know be a little bit packed so I'm, I'm basically I would say on average a 12 hour day on the weekends I probably do you know maybe two or three hours in the morning um on saturday and sunday and then you know obviously social media replies comment replying to comments replying to dms replying to emails so i mean i think when you work for yourself you don't really switch off that much because if you do switch off i mean if you're not working you're not making money you know that's kind of the the crux of it um you know i do spend time on the weekend and the evenings with my wife. I mean, you're stopping me from doing that right now, so she's going to be really upset with me. Oh, um, I'm sorry. You know, I, I'm no.
0: asking sorry to your wife uh, yes. life <laughs> and say big yeah. hi and thank you for uh, giving me <laughs> your husband for a couple yeah. of hours. <laughs>
1: yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, then that's, um yeah, so that's why I said, I'll probably, I'll usually finish around 6, go into the office, uh, go back into the home, Um, spend some time my wife walk the dog Um, we walk the dog every morning together so there is times in the day where which which are mine you know we read the book we read books together in bed before we go to sleep which is a nice kind of you know stress down time um go to bed pretty early you know i'm in bed by 10 o'clock 10 p.m you know we are also up at 5 36 so um yeah the kind of Yeah, I'm super productive in the mornings and kind of tend to slow down about four, which is when I do my emailing, my social media, um, podcasts, you know, stuff that doesn't require too much brain power from me. Um, So, yeah, that's kind of my routine, really.
0: Yeah, I, I can imagine that. I can imagine that and um currently while talking to you i'm just been um scrolling through your instagram and then the last few weeks when we set up the the recording date i've been really paying way more attention than usually i would be analyzing a little more your work and the different logos and um I'm gonna be like I'm saying this not because it's you but it's really really like some of the logos I think out oh, this is such a smart idea such a uh, very cool um, logo that totally represents uh, the, the, the the brand or what is um, what is what is meant to to represent like for example uh, the one about uh, I think it was a um mental help center or something like that where oh, these
1: ex- existential, <laughs> existential Exist- psychiatry yeah
0: yeah existential and there was um there are many like if people go to your web to your website or to your uh i think you did a logo for your wife that does a cooking show or something like that yeah she has so she has she's a she's a blogger and
1: photographer so yeah yes. I, I didn't charge her. She got that one for free, so
0: she was quite lucky. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, we, yeah. And um, and um, yeah, I'm I'm curious now to go more deep into your creative process. Like you got an assignment, uh, for example, let's say from 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 your wife. That's the logo for the capes uh, Food Channel. Um, how do you 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 know every brand say something? It can be more gentle, it can be more modern, it can be futuristic, can be I don't know many things. It's like a person. Mm-hmm. So yeah, what is your process? All like if you can share completely with uh, not only about the drawing that we we see and uh, sketching, but do you do like yeah. uh, do you collect images that will inspire you? How do you do the whole thing?
1: Crikey, how, how long was this podcast? So that's going to be like another <laughs> two oh, we, and a half I hours. mean,
0: I have time. I don't know if you're why.
1: <laughs> I, I don't have time, but, you know, I've probably got another 15 minutes or so. Um, but, you know, so I'll try and break it down as quick as possible. Um, so basically, obviously, it always start with somebody reaching out to me, um, asking, saying they want a logo. I'll then email them back. Um, with my prices, I got fixed price for logo design. So, um, the things and bits and pieces I ask for is I always ask for a mood board. I always ask for a brief. Um, if they don't have those things, I help guide them with questionnaires and, you know, tell them to put Pinterest boards together and all the rest of it. Um, so, usually from that information um, that I receive, you know, there's always bits and pieces that. I can take to use to create so and we'll so basically always before the call uh, sorry before the project starts we'll have a call um you know and talk through their brief talk about their business their values their demographic the customers who they want to reach target market you know like I said values and all the bits and pieces all the way I'm making notes and kind of kind of slowly kind of figuring out ideas um when I've got all that information, I'll start to kind of word map it. Um, and what I mean by a word map is I'll take like kind of important words, put them in a page and then branch off that, you know, with other ideas. So it could be, for example, um, yeah, there might be a partnership, you know, so they might have two people, you know, on board, like business partners. So I'll they'll kind of use words like two, you know, duality you know, I say partnership, you know, linking, you know, because so you can do two things linking, for example, to show two elements. Um, so all the way through this kind of word mapping process, I'm kind of slowly kind of thinking, well, that might be quite a cool way to visually take it. Or that might be quite a cool way to visually take it. And once I've kind of got all my word map sorted, I'll kind of pick out the most important things that I think I want to represent. In the logo, Um, and then I'll go into a sketch phase, super rough, rapid prototype, loads of doodles, loads of different ideas. Um, And then, usually, from that kind of crazy 20 minutes, half an hour, sometimes an hour, depending on how much fun I'm having. you know, I'll kind of go, Well, that's quite interesting, or that's quite interesting, or that's quite interesting. And what I'll do is I'll keep refining. I'll keep refining my ideas until there's something that I think, hang on a minute. You know, I mean, as creatives, you know, we'll we'll look at something and go, That is cool, you know, is there's something in that. And then basically what I'll do is I'll Get that all refined, sketched up, make sure it works. My theory, the reason why I sketch so much is that I think if I can make it look good as a drawing, I know it's going to look good as a, as a finished vector or a, you know, on a business card or on signage and all the rest of it. So I do my process is I show people one logo at a time. I don't show them multiple ideas. You know, I like to put my full ass into one idea rather than half ass load of ideas. That's kind of my process. Um, And then from that, they get a certain amount of revisions with the price that they pay and all the rest of it. So um, yeah, so once I've kind of chosen my idea, I'll get it vectored up and then I'll start to mock it up on what I would classify as industry specific mock-up. So if they're a cafe, I'm going to, make it look as show it working within a cafe setting you know if it's a coffee shop I'll show you it working in you know like on coffee bags on coffee mugs you know all so basically to basically what I'm doing here is I'm not allowing my client to have too much imagination if you just show them a logo they're going to go well it looks great but how does it look on a coffee cup or how does it work on signage you know I'm basically kind of ticking all of those boxes for them so When they've got my email and when I send them all of my sketches, all of my mock-ups, I detail email with, like, all of my decision-making. This is why I've done this. 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 Um, So when they come to opening it, it's like one big story, you know, being told all the way from a sketch, all the way through to a finished article, all the explanation as to why I've done what I've done. Um, And that is basically in five minutes, my process, you know, and if they don't like it, um, you know, I'm a big believer in like collaborating and partnership. Um, you know, I ask them to kind of focus in on what it is they don't like, you know, you know, and if they're, if I agree, you know, if it's kind of, you know, sometimes they go, I just don't like it. That's not enough information. You got to tell me why you don't like it. You know, what's the reason, you know, it can't just be because you don't like the color blue, because, you know, you've got to remember about your target audience that this is for. And there's a lot of kind of deeper brand strategy stuff, I suppose, behind the execution. Um, but, yeah, and then if they, if they, yeah, I suppose when it comes to, if they, once they sign off, it's based down to deliverables and different packages um, I do, depending on, yeah, what they get. Um, but, you know, I send them all, they own the logo, 100%. Um, you know, uh, they, I send them all the vector files, um, and then I'm on to the next one. And I probably do. You know, I've kind of upped my prices quite a bit over the last three or four years. So I'm probably about eighty to a hundred a year. I would say uh, logos, um, and yeah. So then it's. Uh, but my, I say like it's kind of repeat, repeat, repeat. And I'm working with so many cool, different people, different companies, massive companies. Tiny startup companies, they all get the same effort. Um, um, So, yeah, that's basically my process sprawled out in now seven minutes. (laughs)
0: <laughs> we can call it like distilled made-by-James uh, made, made by James logo it design. Is, it is. That Lo- was a made-by-James
1: rant on process, that was. But like, if you go onto my Instagram, I, I clearly label all of my and talk for all of my processes and everything. So if, if anybody's slightly more interested and wants to know more, come and chat to me or you can see it on my posts. Easy.
0: Yeah, and I think you have done something similar for... The people who join your newsletter because the people who join the newsletter of you, they get some uh, initial material or access to some uh, logo material. Yeah, which the lo- is... what
1: I've called the logo. Yeah, the logo black book where I've kind of got like some typography, kind of tutorials, like how I price. You know how you can price work and you know all the, all these kind of like weird, just a lot of weird documents of tips and tricks on how you can. You know yeah, you know, just
0: knowledge value
1: just trying to just trying to do my bit for the community
0: and then um what i wanted to ask you and then after that i'm, I'm not gonna keep you too too much longer I, we, I could talk to you for really literally probably two three hours no problem because uh it's really really interesting and uh by just seeing your work i come up with ideas that uh, of questions that I could ask you but um, I've been also I've noticed that soon now there is the pre-order of your book um, with uh, the, the the logos yeah. and uh, um, I've been surfing around with the sites of uh, um, Baby Giant and your own website and uh, there is a lot of um, for example you you're clearly probably planning to make a class a course and you're uh, mm-hmm. having a lot of affiliate links if i'm i'm not wrong yeah um how do you like because um, a lot of designers a lot of creatives don't know is that you know uh we work uh for something that requires time and we paid sort of per hour or our hour our time uh yeah. and then by doing this side stuff um like um, affiliate marketing on on passive income, like, uh, for example, writing a book. It's like, okay, you write a book, but then the book can can sell on and on and on and be like a sort of income. Um, How have you developed this other side of the business and is it this now relevant or is it just pocket money that you can make side of it? Well, uh, I mean,
1: it's, I mean, I mean, I didn't write a book. I I was never supposed to write a book. I didn't plan to write a book. Um, The publishers kind of reached out to me and said, would you like to write a book? And I was just like, yeah, that's an opportunity I can't pass up. Um, And so, yeah, I mean, I think passive income is, I think it's always good, you know, we're creative people at the end of the day. I think it's, there are so many ways to make, you know, I, 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 I don't even like the term passive income because it takes a hell of a lot of hard work <laughs> to kind yeah. of create a logo course, yeah. you know, create tutorials, create, you know, communities and all this stuff. I mean, it takes a load of time and a load of effort, but, you know, there are, you know, for example, I brought out a font. And basically what it does, it just kind of takes a bit of pressure. For me, it takes a bit of pressure off and it, and it's quite enjoyable, you know, at creating fonts you know, I'm making an extra three or four thousand pound a year, you know, going, you know, creating a book, you know, and that's already making me 10 plus K. And as it's not even out yet, do you know what I mean? So, I mean, all these kind of tiny little, oh, they're not so tiny, these are good little revenue streams on top of what I'm making at baby giant as a what i would call a salary um you know um well basically what i pay myself <laughs> from the from the company and try not to give too much to the tax man um you know all these kind of tiny pockets you know a little bit here a little bit here a little bit here if you kind of got all of these things happening suddenly your pot's quite big and you know what if one drops you've still got other ones to to work with you know and you know i'm you know, I want it also depends on who you wanna be and where you wanna go in the future. You know, I I love working with clients. I'll always have clients, but I always have a passion to help people. So I wanna create a logo course, you know, and that what that's gonna take a huge amount of time, a huge amount of effort. And it won't be a huge amount of money, but you know, the numbers will help it sell well, you know, and do all right. I mean it's not gonna be like ten bucks, but it's not gonna be a thousand bucks, do you know what I mean? So You know, I think but what that will allow me to do is that income will allow me to do half the amount of logo work because I'll be probably making more money than I am today doing just logo work. So it's just all about kind of figuring out who you want to be and your mission and, you know, what you want to be. You know, I'm already I already know who I want to be in 10 years time. I know exactly what I'm going to be doing in five years time, you know, so. I think understanding those things allows you to put things in place um, and you know whatever makes you happy at the end of the day I mean all these revenue streams yeah they sound great but do you know what you try running an agency running two brands and writing a book at the same time it's not easy
0: <laughs> no but by passive, by passive income I didn't mean easy because like also like building your yeah. audience and also the work you do it's the fruit of years of years of uh, hustling and hard work and the yeah. skills you have. So, um, of course, I'm not saying that this is easy. I'm just saying that this is um, something that can pay you back after the very yeah. hard work to have this, um, you know, maybe while you're sleeping and you have a class, somebody can subscribe to that class and then you exactly. you, yeah. you you worked um, a lot to make money while sleeping. But it yeah. if, it's definitely... But
1: if and then if you're an artist and you've got a nine to five job, you know, there's so many great places you can put your art on T-shirts, put your art on prints, you know, and as you say, like make money, you know, once it's out there, it's just making money. You know, you get somebody else to print it, somebody else to send it. Yeah. There's all these cool websites that you can use to do all of that. And I think I said, as creatives, you know, you can push as hard as you want to push you know there's no right way there's no wrong way you know I think you've just got to figure out who you want to be and what you want and then drive towards that and see what happens because it won't all work you know I might spend 2,000 hours building this logo course and nobody buy it but it's a risk I'm willing to take do you know what I mean because it's what I want to be doing so well, we you only know when you know.
0: <laughs> and and um, what it's is gonna be what it's is gonna be this uh, book? Really, it's just a it's sort of a written form of your process and a guide uh, how to make logos, or is it just more a visual book. What is it the book about?
1: It's it's basically the book I wish I had growing up as a creative. You know, I've every single question I have answered on social media from my followers is in that book. You know, how to create, come up with ideas, you know, how to start an agency, um, how to deal with negative clients, you know, what to do when it goes wrong, you know, how to price. You know, basically anything that I've been asked, I've been listening and I've put it in a book. You know, there's obviously case studies based with work, how, how I come up with ideas, you know, culture, cultivating communities, you know dealing with the self doubt jackal as i like to call him and you know you know all the basically anything a creative's gone through there are tips tricks and ideas within this book to help them get through it you know it, i'm still learning you know it's just basically everything that i've learned and had to deal with as a designer and every other designer i know is also dealing with them is kind of in this book so it's not really a self promotional book it's more about it's more of a Bible. It's like your best mate, you know, in the good times and the bad. That's what it
0: is. Yeah. So I'm I'm really curious. I, I think I I will uh, order it very soon. Uh, good, uh, good. Because uh, I think it's really nice to have... Uh, I mean, this is what I, I was trying to, you know, to, to achieve through, through my show, is to um, start a dialogue between the different kind of designers because you can get inspired from something that's architecture related I can get inspired by something that's graphic design or logo design related and um, you know back in the days um, artists were used to dialogue in cafes and um, it was a different kind of communications now we have podcasts and I think it's really awesome that we can uh, share our um, message and our word to to other people and and get some guidance, as you said, because just a few years ago there was no such uh, way of um, information. Um, but uh, I want to to thank you one more time. I don't want to take you any any longer from <laughs> from your wife. Um, yeah, she will kill me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hope not. Um, and um, we we always finish with uh, with um, something. We I call it the pool of inspiration. So. When you feel you want to get inspired, do you have a favorite um, book, music, uh, movie, place? Uh, yeah, any kind of podcast, something that you enjoy doing. And then also, sh- uh, please, uh, in the end, say also where people can find you online.
1: Um, I mean, I like the outdoors for me, does it every time. Uh, you know, I don't have a. I don't listen to many podcasts. I don't go, don't do many courses. I don't spend a lot of time watching TV or anything like that. I listen, I work in silence. I don't listen to that much music. So yeah, for me, quiet is is lovely. You know, the woods um, is my kind of favorite happy place. So yeah, um, so that's all I would say. The woods, walking, um, or the sea. I quite like the sea. Um, anything outdoors. But yeah, to find me at madeby.james um on youtube on instagram basically if you type in made by james into google you'll find me everywhere so um that's a bit of a bonus for me now so yeah just yeah just hit me up always happy to chat uh, answer any questions but um thank you very much for allowing me to go because my wife will kill me <laughs>
0: Uh, Thank you very much for being and I'll be adding all the links in the description of this uh, podcast. And yeah, thank you everybody for listening. Bye, James. Thank you very
1: much. Bye-bye.
0: Hey, friends. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast. You've been amazing. Before we go, I just want to remind you that if you want to support us, you can just go on the creativeinsider.com where uh, you can subscribe to our monthly newsletter, or you can follow us on our social media channels, which are Instagram at TCI podcast or the LinkedIn page, the creative insider. Uh, By doing this, you will have a bigger social media presence, which always looks attractive to more and more important guests. And so this is very fundamental and if you really love what we do and you want to help us doing a better production just click on the patreon link below where you can support us with the wished amount of money you think it's okay for you uh, it's a monthly subscription but you can cancel anytime so thank you very much and have a good week guys bye bye
1: like that.